This is No Halos Here, hosted by Jen Lang and Jane Stark, the place to inspire a change in your consciousness to elevate the world. We're two heart-centered business owners nourishing our inner rebels while growing our respective businesses. No Halos Here is the result of bringing together an opera singer turned spiritual mentor and a marketing professional turned well-being coach to meditate daily. Together, we unite physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual energies into a powerful presence to lead, heal, and inspire. We love exploring the shadowed edges of life, the universe, and beyond through honest and thought-provoking conversations. Let's dive in. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Halos here with Jen Lang and Jane Stark. We have a great episode all mapped out today. We've got some really fun, fun areas to dive into. And Jane, why don't you go ahead and share the topic or the title that we have come up with today? Because there's some good juicy stuff in there. Yeah, so when coaching goes sideways, how resistance and sabotage take us out. We're diving in today. We're going deep into resistance and sabotage and I'm actually really excited about this. This is a topic I, (laughs) in a weird way, really enjoy. Um, I've gotten pretty good at looking at my own, always Mm -hmm. blind spots when you're looking at your own, but, um, you know, or even getting to the place where I actually appreciate being called out now on my stuff and having it pointed out when I'm resisting or sabotaging myself. So yeah, let's uh, let's dive (laughs) into this. Totally. And there's also, I was going to say, there's also an opportunity to celebrate as well, because when we can see that resistance or have that resistance or sabotage shown to us, it's a way to celebrate growth. And it's a way to celebrate that expansion of awareness that not everyone has or is privy to, or even has access to. So yeah, because you bring up a good point about kind of what resistance is, right? Resist or and when it shows up, resistance shows up when we grow. Yeah. So if it's showing up, it's because we're pushing up against the next level. We're growing. There's a thing we've, something has changed and our, uh, our critter brains, as we're going to sort of talk about, I'm going to use that term, Mm -hmm. um, freak out. So do you want to start Jen by kind of giving your definition of what resistance or sabotage is? Sure. I think for me, for me personally, resistance and sabotage shows up in um, procrastination, and we're going to dive into different forms of procrastination. My personal favorite is my the phrase that I've coined is noble procrastination. Mm-hmm. When I uh, procrastinate from the most important task by doing something else that's still useful, but not as urgent or important as the thing I should actually be doing. This is a habit I cultivated throughout university and sometimes cultivated in my business, but I have a lot more awareness around it now. So when I catch myself in the noble procrastination um, thread, I kind of stop myself or if I'm doing something that I'm like, oh, you know, this is probably not the most important or urgent thing you could be working on right now. So for me, that shows up as noble procrastination. There's so many ways it shows up. It's like somebody might clean the house. Um, Like I had a great roommate for years in university who (laughs) I could always tell when she had essays or exams because our bathroom would be spotless and she'd come down and announce, I have an exam. I'm going to clean the bathroom. And she would spend like an hour scrubbing the tub. And so so. sometimes it's beneficial. Sometimes it's like, again, that kind of falls under the noble procrastination category. Right. But at the same time, I mean, honestly, you can argue your way out into anything you can justify your way into anything in that respect so i don't know that's kind of 
that's how resistance shows up for me. Sometimes it's sneakier though. It'll be oh, can be super sneaky, right? <clears throat> yeah. Um, how about you? How does it show show up for you? So yeah, I mean, I think similar ways: procrastination, perfectionism. Oh another yeah, big one for me. Um, my common narrative that I'm actually like have gotten much better at, but is I can't do it. I can't do it all. So like if, mm. I, if something, especially anything that's like when emotions get high on something. So if like one of my childs has higher emotional needs for a period or life gets tricky, I kind of like to sort of jump into this story that like, I just can't do it. I can't build the business and do this and that or whatnot. Right. And I just shouldn't. And that's kind of one of my really sneaky patterns where it shows up. So I guess even to back up a little bit here, what is resistance? It's it's sort of those patterns and um, stories that show up to stop us from doing the thing we're trying to achieve or like from achieving the goal or. Oh yeah, I think it's, sometimes we'll set a goal <clears throat> or we'll set a an outcome that we want then our conscious brain and our conscious mind wants it and working towards it. And our subconscious, for some reason or another, will create these resistances and sabotages to stop you from attaining that goal or to misdirect you or guide you in a different direction. And this has happened. Or to keep you safe. Or to, when, like, yeah, the fundamental thing safety. is the keeping it safe. They're both about safety because change is unsafe. Mm -hmm. by by its sort of evolutionary well, change is, yeah change, change is, is constant it is constant but change is unknown and unknown to our little mm -hmm. um i call it critter brain because that's what my coaching program called it um mm -hmm. but so to that critter brain doesn't like change because it's unknown so then it goes off with the alarm bells of it's not safe yeah and that's not like literally in the unsafe but that's what our little our little brain that part of our brain yeah. sides right so yeah it, it it's like and i always find i talk about um with my clients too it's like expanding when you expand your bandwidth you hit the edges of your bandwidth and then that critter brain comes in is like whoa whoa, whoa no 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 yeah like you know that's too much so it definitely happens the yeah sometimes the narrative that i get around that resistance piece or especially as it shows up with procrastination is like have i done enough or I'm not good enough, or like that's the sabotage voice that shows up and go, did you do, did you do that thing that you said you were going to do? Or um, you're not doing enough to deserve X, Y, and Z. Right, or you're so not- it's like those beliefs. Those, those belief, beliefs that you have show up. Mm -hmm. And especially when I'm tired or actually it's happened this weekend actually because I haven't been drinking alcohol very much and then I had a couple of glasses of wine Friday night and Saturday I really noticed that I was like oh there's these little sabotage voices that are like just kind of knocking on the door or walking by and I'm like no I'm not opening the door to you no uh-uh you know and so it's very um insidious and yeah they were kind of like poking um whereas some people might not even notice and then all of a sudden start to believe those voices that then stops them from moving towards the thing that they want. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
That's it's, and that's a common one. I mean, that's why we have coaches or people like to yeah. keep us accountable. That's why we need to reach out, um, whether it's to whoever in your support network and have those people who will be able to spot that because mm-hmm. we love story as human beings, right? Like our brains love to create story and narrative. So we can easily latch on to one of those and make it into something that it's really not or, or, and out of that, you can also create your reality. So I was just going to ask, it sounds like it's like a like creation of this false reality. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So false realities are essentially, you know, when we do, we take a belief, we have um, a belief of ours and we take that and we kind of create a whole story around it, filling in. So our brains also, like I say, they love story and our brains will work to fill in gaps when we don't mm-hmm. have all the information. So it's the filling in of the gaps that our lovely creative brain is really good at that creates the false reality. But then if we're not conscious of it, then we actually go and make that false reality our reality. Like that's right. kind of the basis of manifestation, right? Um, so we see that in movies often where movies will mm-hmm. skip something like where a movie Actually, Kirk and I just watched The Boondock Saints late last week, and it's a 90s, late 90s, early 2000s film about two Irish brothers in Boston and taking on the Russian mafia. And it's, yeah, it's violent, but I mean, it's a it's a great movie, and there's some really funny sections about it. But the whole opening sequence, while they're showing the credits, is just showing, like, panning, no dialogue, just showing basically the relation, the close relationship of the two brothers and so then you fill in the blanks about, oh, they're really close and, mm. oh, they're very religious and they're Catholic and they, you know, oh, they, you know, they have their bar they go to. And, but that nobody has said a thing. It's just that, what yeah. they've shown. So then your brain fills in the blanks about these two brothers. So it's like, it's, I can't remember the name yeah. of the effect. I, Kirk told me what it is. So it's a storytelling effect. So we, but we do that with ourselves. Exactly. And it can that's be dangerous point. when we're doing it with ourselves in our real life, mm-hmm. because that's where, again, you create story, you create other drama and other things, or you actually make the thing that's happening come to life. So, I mean, for me, definitely that's something that I've it takes practice, but I've really started to catch. And now I have a practice of stopping and asking myself, is this true? Is this true? Is this true for me? Do I have fact? Right? Like, and I mean, I use, I use energy testing as well with that, but just that question of, is this true? Is this my truth? Am I, you know, could I be, could I be kind of filling in the blanks here with information that I don't actually have? So, um, where were we going with that, that whole false realities? And I think it's just the ways that self-sabotage shows up. And right. the it was around the procrastination and uh, what was the other one? Resistance and sabotage. So ultimately, we resist something. You know, I mean, this shows up all the time in, you know, yoga. Yeah, <laughs> you resist or- the posture you need the most. Yes, right. Totally. So health, I mean, it's, you know, look at health, things like health again, right? You might be following, um, you know, some sort of health regimen and then you start to, so where it often shows up too, a good thing to note is that it shows up when you start to get results, right? Yes. You start to see some results, something again, cause coming back to the, the critter brain, not liking change, you start to see something shift and then it rears its sneaky head, right? Then all of a sudden you find the reason that you have to stop 
whatever health regime you're doing or or you just find yourself all of a sudden i used you know i was doing really well at intermittent fasting and i just sort of stopped and lost my motivation to do it that's Mm -hmm. sabotage showing up and so it can show up around your health it can show up around your business your you know what or career Mm -hmm. Um, it can show up in relationships it shows up everywhere in our lives i wonder why that is there must be like an evolutionary brain evolution based Mm. science around that although i haven't done the research around it but maybe that's something we can dive into on a future episode is is these the evolutionary purpose of this behavior yeah, that's a good question. Hmm. I mean, I know, like, I understand on the basic level that you've got, like, we talked about the conscious brain and the critter brain, and it's about keeping us safe, but then the conscious mind loves changing and then feels guilty or shameful for not following through. So you have this, like, battle right there. Um, but yeah, why that evolved that way? It's a good question. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So what are some other common ways that resistance shows up in, you know, our reality, basically? So, I mean, I think I sort of briefly said there that, you know, perfectionism mm-hmm. one for me and, you know, that can be very easily, that's me sabotaging myself when I don't want to do something or follow through something with something because it doesn't feel good enough yet or whatnot. Um, right. And we did a whole deep dive on perfectionism yes, we did a in episode ago. 10. So if you want to go back and listen to that episode, we did do a deep dive into how perfectionism shows up in our lives, but it is a form of self-sabotage and it is a form of resistance either around completing something or starting something. I think, Jane, the way it showed up for you was like you didn't want to, was it you didn't want to do something? Yeah, you won't start. Explain that. I can't remember. I won't start. I used to. I'm much better at this, but I wouldn't start something because I couldn't. It's like... It I got the block. It didn't look as it would like I could see how I wanted to look, how I want it to look at the end, but starting it felt really messy. So I was better at going in in the middle. Like if somebody had a draft of something, I would love to come in and kind of massage that and, and make it, take it into my vision. But I had a real block around actually starting the thing. Mm-hmm. But when you work for yourself, you got to start the thing. You got to start the thing. So I really had to like, look at that and start. And it's still there for me. I'm still working through it, but, um, but yeah, that's a big one for me. The other one I was, um, thinking of uh, that I would share is not following your heart or your Mm. intuition often appears as should all the shoulds, right? Yeah. I should do this. I should do that. Um, you know, when we're not, when we're not truly listening to our intuition, and our body, so not the critter mind that's trying to take you out. Yeah. But when you're not truly listening to your intuition, you're sabotaging yourself because you're <laughs> the body never lies. It's true. So then the way that I think the way that that used to show up for me, which still does sometimes in its old narrative that I'm, you know, it's a constant process to undo this conditioning is around the doing equals busy equals productive equals socially acceptable right and that being is not quote unquote working and it's something i see loved ones in my life struggle with as well with if i'm not doing i'm not productive and i'm not worth anything and that the 
I've, this is a question I've asked even of my audience sometimes. So what if the only doing you need to be doing is being? Mm-hmm. I love that. And if it's like, it's so, and if this is like triggering a response in you, then you need to look at yourself and your habits and practices around doing and, and your beliefs around doing, because it is a conditioned pattern that we grew up in in society. It came, you know, came out of the, basically the 20th century. Yep. And I'm just, she's just reminding me of recent anthropological, archaeological research is showing that earlier humans, and I'm talking everything from, you know, 2000 years ago to before, earlier humans weren't busy all the time, like we are in today's society. And that there was time for being and storytelling and connecting with land and people and community in different ways. And it's the connecting doesn't have to be the doing that we think it is. Think it is. Well, and that's a big piece too, right? Looking at all of the conditioning, the societal conditioning that we've all taken on. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, that goes into the shoulds, but um, one of the things that we were talking about before is why is change so painful? And right, right. And it's the conditioning. It's because it requires us to let go of something. And it's often that thing that we've been attached to or has value in some way. Right. And so when we sit with that, (laughs) which is like, whoa, and it's painful. And so then that's when, again, that part of our brain panics and goes, oh, pain equals unsafe. I'm not safe. Shut down. Don't go that way. Mm -hmm. Run the other way. Mm-hmm. And well, so then really simple biological level, it's well, at a basic level, it's fear of change mm-hmm. that stops us or creates the, the perfect conditions for the self-sabotage and resistance to show up. And then, ooh, can I give an example? Yeah, please let's, do. Let's unpack this for a sec. I love what you just said there. It's fear of change. And we were saying how oftentimes resistance can show up really in a really sneaky way. Mm-hmm. And I was having this discussion with my husband actually the other day with Mike about the fear of success. Oh, yeah. And so what we were talking about is what is the fear of success? And, you know, most people, myself included, when I first heard this went, what are you talking about? I don't have fear of success. Like mm-hmm. that's what I'm after. That's what I want. But then when my coach and I started unpacking what fear of success actually is, it's like, okay, so what do you, what does success look like for you? And what do you, who do you have to be to achieve that success? I have to be vulnerable. I have to show up and be seen. Mm -hmm. I have to, um, you know, I might have to put myself out there in ways I haven't done before. I have to be prepared to fail. Yep. Those are all ways that sabotage shows up really sneaky. So, you Mm -hmm. know, like that's all, all of those things have the little holes where sabotage is going to show up because all of that can yeah. feel really, really unsafe. And there's also that fear of exposure piece where you open yourself up to criticism and feedback where the mm-hmm. safety of staying um, less successful. Yeah, didn't you have an example of this recently? With, uh... I did. It was so interesting. So last week I, I um, 
uploaded my first meditation up into Insight Meditation Timer, the app. So it's available on there. You can search for Jen Lang under Insight Meditation Timer and my first meditations there. And I, so I did that last week. And then two days later, they messaged me and said, oh, your track is going to be one of our featured tracks today. Um, it's going to be shown to half a million people. And I was like, cool. All right. Awesome. And of course I went in and read some of the reviews and it's getting made four and a half out of five stars. It was great. But some of the feedback was really interesting. And I sort of read it through the lens of like, okay, I, it was really brought home to me that I'm not for everyone and that's okay. And I don't have, have to be liked pop up when you first read some of those posts. A little bit. Yeah. 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 It's the resistance and it's on, you know, it's, and it's like a, I don't know. The only way I can describe it is the, if you think of like a top spinning and you want to maintain the speed of the top, so it maintains integrity and keeps spinning, Mm -hmm. but it was like a little poke was like jogging it off. So it didn't tip over, but it kind of introduced the wobble Mm -hmm. and I had some resistance around. I was like, Oh, I like, I don't want to read the reviews. It's like when I used to be an opera singer, um, more professionally, Two, I, when I was at the time, I was singing at a lot of choruses, but a lot of the leads, they, um, they said they never read the reviews. And you hear a lot of like famous people, most artists, right? And they're like, cause it doesn't matter. Honestly, it's one person's in, it's one person's opinion. Mm -hmm. And as a huge part of me getting comfortable with being, vulnerable and exposed and being public is though as that practice of performing and your voice isn't going to be for everybody and your content isn't going to be for everybody and what you have to share with the world in your definition of what success is is not going to be for everybody and that's okay this is why the i think artists visual artists and graphic artists talk about this quite a bit where they're putting a part of their soul into what they're creating but it's not going to be for everybody yeah but nobody they don't really teach you that in school no about how to making me think even about this podcast I don't know if you had it probably maybe as much as I did because you have the performance background Mm. but I definitely had resistance to doing this and to putting this out I have talked actually about doing a podcast for at least two years like before you and I Mm -hmm. really met and got close and talked about doing one together I kept saying like with my previous coach a lot I was like I feel like like I knew that I needed this platform but the resistance was so strong to doing it because it's vulnerable and then you know I had so I had to work through layers and layers and layers of that to get to this point and everything worked you know in terms of meeting you and us together being Mm -hmm. like and it, it evolved quite beautifully and then we did have moments of um, resistance pop up before I can't remember the specific details but I even remember I remember there was the odd time more so for me than you um, <laughs> where I'd have I had some hormone stuff going on and it was some they were testing my thyroid and you were like oh, thyroid throat mm-hmm. being seen being seen we're speaking. about to launch a podcast so yeah. again that's how sneaky my body mm-hmm. was internalizing it and it was showing up in that way. So, so I think that shows up too in both of the client work we do, but also what we've experienced as 
being clients of coaches and through our own coaching and healing journeys. So this definitely shows up like what you talked about with the thyroid piece, the body knows sometimes or the body senses before the conscious mind. Yes. The body and never lies. The body never lies. That's a this really is- good point. Resistance can show up physically. It's yeah. not just the thoughts in your head or the actions you are or are not taking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a, yeah. And I fully a hundred percent believe that you're right. Like oftentimes it's, so it's very like, if you've got something in the body, you know, pay attention to that. What is it telling you? What are you resisting in your life? What are you, where so, are you not paying attention? So I'm wondering too, this example comes to mind from a recent conversation with a friend where they said they wanted to, this is relates a little bit to the doing a lot, but they said they wanted more I said, they felt like this is the shitting conversation, but it's also the body piece. They felt like they should be doing their spiritual practice more regularly. And yet when the alarm went off for them to get up earlier so they could do it, all they wanted to do was to stay in bed. So then is that resistance or needing more sleep or a bit of both? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. And I think that's where, again, you kind of got to dive a bit deeper with some of this stuff, right? And you've got to really sit with that. I mean, because there is, you know, again, when you come to habit change, there's a whole body of research around habit change and Mm -hmm. some say 21 days, some say more, and you kind of have to keep your body going through that. Um, The other thing that came to mind when you said that and with habit change is the connection to pleasure. Like our, our brains are hardwired for pleasure. So the, perhaps in that situation, the brain has not connected to the pleasure that is felt from the spiritual practice, doing the spiritual practice yet. And so connecting, like being able to connect with that, um, might help change that and shift that motivation or shift that and have that motivation. So it might even be that like, Oh, I'm really tired. But if you can connect into, but like, oh, I just love, you know, I just love sitting in meditation and, and feeling like I'm connecting to a higher power, whatever the thing is. Yeah. Um, however, like you say, sometimes, sometimes you just need more sleep rest. So, I mean, I guess even in that scenario, it's a bit like if it's every day, it's probably not that, you know, you just need more rest. It's like, there's some other, there's resistance showing up there because you got to look at the flip side, like we always have to look at what are we getting? Mm. It's serving us in some way. And you and I have talked about this, right? Like, yeah. how is it serving you to stay a certain way, a certain way? So an example that I have um, of that, that I actually, re- I never forget this example from my training is a lot of people when they want to lose weight, and especially a significant amount of weight where it's going to change the shape or the like their real physical um, stature. Oftentimes, the resistance and the sabotage with weight loss is not just that, oh, they can't stick to a diet or a health regime. It's that deeper down, if they lose the weight, they'll be seen and noticed. And that might feel totally unsafe. And so right. it's actually serving them to keep the weight on because they're not ready to be seen. So until you go in and actually look at 
why do you not want to be seen? What is the what is the wounding there? What is mm-hmm. what is happening there? You can t- you can eat all the kale you want and do all the healthy different things you want, but your body's probably not going to let go of that weight because it's keeping you safe. Oh, wow. It's true. There's and there's also so also to add another facet to that I just thought of on the spot is you're not willing to be seen and you're also you're not willing to see that part of yourself. Mm. Yeah. And that's, <clears throat> excuse me, that's a really confronting thing to have pointed out where at one level you want to lose the weight because you'll feel better because it'll help you fix certain aspects of your physical, mental and emotional life and your whole goal is the losing weight. But at any point in time, it's like I always basically have these, like it's this picture of like a voodoo doll with all these pins in it. Mm -hmm. All these self-sabotaging thoughts are the pins in the voodoo doll that are stopping you from achieving your goal because somewhere along the way, it has not been safe, acceptable, or allowable for you to get there. Exactly. Right. And we're using the example of weight, but it applies in pretty much any scenario, you know, the career you want, you know, maybe you're, you know, at a certain level and you're wanting a promotion, Mm -hmm. but if you're not, if you don't feel worthy of that promotion, yeah, quite likely you're probably going to sabotage yourself from getting that promotion until you go and address what's under there right and it works or with in a relationship entrepreneurship entrepreneurial relationships any one of yeah. these like jane yeah. and i were just talking actually before this we were talking about price rises mm. and it's like oh sitting in there and like okay how do you how do you roll that out and what's the sabotage that i what are some and it's helpful to identify them before you make that decision or that goal yeah. so you can be aware of them at least be more aware of how they might show up. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think a really good exercise to do is to sit down and, you know, if you're thinking about a goal, um, to sit down, think about that goal, and then brainstorm, what are all the ways that I might stop myself from achieving this goal? So that you can start to, you know, and it doesn't mean you have to go in and, again, don't create a false reality that, mm-hmm. that those are going to happen, but have awareness about the potential ways that you could see yourself sabotaging because then when it does start to happen you'll have an easier time catching it yeah right like awareness is such a huge huge part like we said they're sneaky now you mentioned relationships too do you have an example well i think the i don't have a, a specific or personal example but what came to my mind was um you know if you're looking say to meet that partner the person or you've meet a person Mm-hmm. And that, that relationship is, you know, magical and all the energy and the spark is there and everything. And you, again, if you don't think that you're worthy of that relationship, guess what's going to sneak up and you're going to start sabotaging that relationship. Oh, you don't think you're good enough yep. to have somebody love you in that way. It's so, so sneaky and it shows up everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. everywhere. I mean, and all of us, right? Like it's a, it's a part of the human experience. It's true. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, that was, that's kind of, that was our thoughts on sabotage and resistance <laughs> and where it shows up. I mean, we see it and deal with it in our practices yeah. every day. It's, you know what, if it doesn't show up, I'm not doing my job. Oh, that's a really good point. 
Because, yeah, because then my client's not growing and changing and working towards what they want. And that actually leads into this whole, actually it was shown to me this morning in one of my coaching calls where I was, I was being coached and it's, they're like, Jen, this is an opportunity to celebrate that this has come up, celebrate that this sabotage has come up so that you can move past it. This is a point of growth for everyone involved. Yeah. And like you doesn't said, show up if you're not growing, right? Yep. Yeah, so exactly. I'd be curious to hear a little bit about how you, when like say in the coaching, in your coaching practice, mm-hmm. when clients come and they're sabotaging, do you have any thoughts in terms of that you'd want to share around how you, how, oh, you, how, how I, you navigate that? It's, it's interesting. Actually, I'll use some singing examples. The, usually what I see is in, so it, I'll use, actually, I'll use a singing example because it's really easy and really understandable. And when people used to come to me just for singing lessons, we'd get to, they were like, okay, well, let's sign up for three months. Because usually that was my minimum. I'm like, we're going to work together for 12 weeks. This is the best way for us to get to know each other. It's once a week for an hour. It's regular practice in between. And usually about week eight, maybe nine, they would start to oh, I didn't really practice this week, or I didn't really have time, life was really busy this week, or they would, what's the other way it show up? You know, going through a warm up and they're like, oh, I can't sing very high today. Oh, I have a cold. That's a really popular sabotage. Your body makes yourself sick so that you can't come to your lesson because you didn't practice. That's like, that's like the most obvious, but the most sneaky sabotage ever. Yeah, that's a good example. It's a really good one. I used to get sick before performances and partly because it's such a drive right up to the recital that you're, you know, you're emotionally, mentally, physically exhausted. And at the same time, trying to think, don't get sick, don't get sick, don't get sick. But your body doesn't hear the don't. So it just gets sick. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's happened several times. So then for singing students, it shows up in different forms with other clients. But again, it's usually around session eight to 12, somewhere in there, depending on the process. If it's a year long process, it's usually about three months in Mm -hmm. that, you know, I don't see the progress or I'm feeling kind of, and, you know, I try and build the rapport with the client so that, you know, this is always an open and honest space, but I also have a chance to lovingly point out that this is your sabotage showing up, showing you and preventing you from growing and developing into the voice that you initially have set out to create or to mm-hmm. cultivate. So if that, if you're setting out to cultivate a more expanded and improved, better version of yourself, know that sabotage is part of the journey yeah you have to use that have that knowing going into the process and then when it shows up it's up to the coach and yourself to recognize it and sometimes you won't recognize it sometimes you'll be so caught up in the story that you have created for yourself around this situation that you will not be able to recognize it and it's up to your coach to lovingly and compassionately point it out, but also give you a kick up the behind to move past yes. it. And can I add in there? Yeah. When that happens, it's also, it's on you to start to own it. Yes. So yeah, coaches, totally. you know, like we can point it out. We can lovingly support you through it, but unless you want to own it and work through it, it, 
then you really like it'll it'll take over and overpower which mm-hmm. you know is another ep- an episode that we're going to record and uh, maybe the next episode we'll see but about owning your shit yeah it's true so it's true some, we're yeah. going big on that but it just that was um this idea of taking ownership and responsibility mm-hmm. and as you were sharing that story it made me think of that right like you can take it to that point with a client, but they have to make the choice to, oh yeah. Okay. I see and accept this, that this is my sabotage and And then how to go forward, be willing to move forward with it too. And sometimes they may not, sometimes they might have firmly decided in their head, they're not, they're not going any further with it. And that, and maybe, I mean, the coach, it's not up to the coach to do the work to get the client to where they like, they need to be the client needs to be a willing participant in the transformation process mm-hmm. and yes the coach is there to call the client the work is calling the client out in a loving and supportive way and taking it as far as the client allows them to, to go is yeah. willing to go mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but it's also up to the client to do the work it's like i can't practice singing for you <laughs> like literally i can't I practice singing for me. So until you practice those high notes with the recordings that we've made, you're never going to get them because it's a muscle that you have to exercise. This is the other point is the more you exercise this muscle, the easier it is to move past those sabotages. Yes. Like, again, we were talking uh, when we were preparing for this, I came up with this analogy of if you think about like on a basic level, we all know that if you go to the gym and you lift weights, if you want to strengthen your muscles, mm-hmm. you have to continue to push past that point. Like the fatigue, you have to con- the fatigue. Thank you. You have to increase your reps or things eventually to get the muscle to grow. Right. If you just stop every time at the same place, you're probably not going to develop the muscle mass that you're looking for. So right. it's the same thing here. If you just keep stopping every time things get hard, then you're not, it's going to be pretty hard to get to the other side of that. You're going to continue to choose to stay in your suffering. Yeah. And then it just becomes a spin or a loop mm-hmm. that you get caught in. More so loop. Yeah. Yeah. The loop. So I think we've covered most of what we wanted to in this episode. Mm-hmm. There is that point there we talked about you know the conscious mind loving change and we did touch briefly on some of these emotions that might stop progress and i think it's really worth mentioning these powerful emotions that can stop us in our tracks but are actually part of the growth cycle so maybe we want to go through that list briefly Mm mm-hmm yeah so there's like five emotions that kind of that take us out of our power there's shame guilt disappointment, fear, and embarrassment. All the ones that are really low on that. Um, I can't remember the spectrum right now. But. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, they're pretty low vibe emotions. Right. But so that's another way probably that would be good. Another way to look at when sabotage or resistance is showing up, you're probably feeling one of these emotions. Yeah. And there are really quick and easy. I mean, emotional release is one of the tools that I have found for myself and that I now use when I know you do as well with clients mm-hmm. that like we've got some really powerful tools for how to move through that yeah um, quickly and easily really, yeah and so that's that's one of the things that comes to mind for me right there is like there are ways to move through these fairly like you say easily I'll, I'll use that term it's 
it's like that whole thing of like it's it's easy but it's not um can't think of the word I'm looking for. Anyways, we'll leave it there. That we can. Uh, that those are. That's another. Those are some emotions that are definitely red flags for. Oh, is mm-hmm. this resistance and sabotage showing up? Yeah. So if you're experiencing any of those throughout a growth process, then know obviously know that you're not alone. That we all experiencing these sort of speed bumps in our journey, and sometimes the speed bumps like derail us onto another road, and then we can get back onto that get back onto our path, but know that this whole experience of whatever it is you are, whatever part of your life that you are growing and expanding into, it's worth growing and expanding into it. It's always worth the journey. It's it's meant for you. It's meant for you. Yeah. It sounds very cliche, but it's the truth. Yeah. For you, right. It's, it's part of the human experience. I think we have a bit of a misnomer sometimes that life is just meant to be easy and it's, I'm not saying life has to be hard, but this is just part of the journey. Like, yeah, this is, this is where the growth comes from. So, you know, this idea that personal development work or just, you know, setting goals and, and achieving them is, is meant to be a walk in the park is I think false. Right. And so, you know, it's that, but, but it can, what I've learned in my experience is that it can get easier. It can feel better. Um, well, it's like that muscle. When you exercise it more, it's going to be easier to. Yeah. It's going to be easy, an easier and quick, quick, quicker journey, I think, to fewer things will throw you off your axis or throw you off. And I talked about that spinning top mm-hmm. analogy. You know, once you practice a few times or when you practice, have some tools, if you don't have any tools, like again, reach out to Jane and I, we both have like oodles of tools and we'll start sharing some of those in our Instagram and a few other resources, but really practicing this stuff, moving past it and expanding instead of don't shrink from the growth that you're meant for. Basically is what I'm saying. You got to walk into your triggers really. Yeah. One of those things, if you want to grow, you got to go into them and not run away from them. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we, you know, the, to sum up this episode, um, you know, vices, sabotage and adversity are all part of the human experience, but it's how you choose to respond. That's going to determine the outcome and your success. Yeah. So true. All right. On that happy note, have an amazing week, everyone. We'll see you next week on no halos here. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for these conscious combos. If you're ready to dive deeper, head on over to wearejenandjane.com to continue the conversation. If you love this episode, please take a moment to share it with your friends or your network and leave us a review by going to Apple Podcasts. Find us on Instagram at wearejenandjane and let us know what you enjoy and what you would like to see more of. We'd love to hear from you.